0: Hello everyone and welcome to that Rest TV show once again, it's me Andy Ogden and joining us to review, I think this is now episode 3 of 5 Star Wrestling but probably episode 2 if you take away the uh, pilot show, it's the one and only Mr Chris Wilson, hello Willie.
1: Hello there, glad to be back I think.
0: well th- this uh, episode of five star wrestling is coming from the metro radio arena in the wonderful city of newcastle um i think it's um, a capacity of about well if full about 10 to 11000 people
1: this uh, I've, yeah I've, I've just thought it's 11000 For for pure accuracy, that's what it says on Google.
0: Well, this this company, as we know, (laughs) always draws the big crowds. Always draws. Mm. Six hundred
1: and (laughs) twenty-five. Is that what? Is that where did you get that number from? Because I don't know, not six hundred twenty-five in there. I
0: I probably minus the empty seats from uh, faces I could see under the lights.
1: Oh yeah, what was it like for your uh, wrestle ticks uh, method? Like looking on the seating map and counting off the empty seats.
0: It probably was one by. one. <laughs> one by I mean, one. It, in
1: this case, you'd probably be a lot quicker doing it the other way. How many seats have actually been sold? Or let's say sold. I've been at least given to somebody to sit in.
0: Oh yeah, I, I think there was a lot of freebies given away. We did. Uh, I did see a lot of the uh, former what culture cultaholic people in the front row. I think Matthew Botchimania was there. I, I didn't notice Boo.
1: Pleagias and trick.
0: They were they were probably on the previous. <laughs> um he did take on I'm not giving context it is, to that by the way.
1: If you if you've added 2019, you'll get the context.
0: Yeah, well, we all remember them good old days. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. when you when were you you were the hot young bitter stuff on Twitter.
1: That was yes, a great shitposting in phase of 2019, never to be replicated ever again, because of matter ideas basically.
0: So the ring announcer for this evening is once again chief ring Nicker, Steve Linsky, who's <laughs> he about to say. Yeah,
1: we're, we're we're very close to Christmas here at time of recording. So you know, if you ever sing five gold rings at him, he suddenly gets really excited. <laughs> Especially how, how
0: Especially around Blackburn.
1: <laughs> uh hiring a whole convoy of trucks to uh, sort out that five golden ring problem.
0: So this this <laughs> show comes in at three hours, 26 minutes, and them all important 43 seconds because we felt every fucking last bit of this show, Chris.
1: We did, yeah. Yeah, if, if this time like I, I actually Quite enjoyed the last show, or shall we say, it was a breeze. But this time, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll get into it as we go deeper along. But yeah, this this show was quite the slog, shall we say? Not to get well ahead of ourselves.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah and I think it could be exemplified here by Steve Linsky trying to warm up the crowd.
0: He, he come out with the line here, Chris. Did you enjoy last week's show?
1: <laughs> yeah. No! <laughs> yeah, someone went no. Like everyone else, just like. Uh... We didn't watch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they certainly um, none of the twenty-two million that um, tuned in last week to this show.
1: Uh, and I correction: it was eighteen million because I've got a note here. If I've jumped up four million, but but again, we'll get into that a bit later on. What is notable here, though, is I think the worst coloured seats that you can have in an arena, if you're on TV and you've got quite a lot of empty seats, is having bright green ones. Because holy shit, these. Do you notice them? You, you can't. You, it's very difficult to hide those. Even if you try and like do the black, the uh, dark lighting treatment of death, they will stand out. And I mean, to be fair, they get a bit better later on. Like most of these uh, five star shows, I think someone in the back realizes. Oh, I'm going to admit, we better move everyone around to the hard cam side of things. But especially in these two uh, dark matches that we got here, there's more seats than people
0: there is. I think, I think if, if, if you want a colour of seat, you need black.
1: You do. Oh, you need what they have uh, do at the Copper Box and slash Brentford Stadium and York City Stadium, is that you need like multicoloured ones. So when it's empty, it still looks really full. Because in all fairness, like that Copper Box show that we went to in August, I mean there were still four thousand people there, but you didn't really tell that it was like only about fifty percent full because like the seating and all that lot, way of scatter shot, it makes it look okay. Yeah. But here, just like one whole colour, just really exposes things really quickly.
0: I will say then again, when New Japan ran a uh, Roll Quest free at the Copper Box, you could tell it were empty then, just because it's New Japan and it's shit.
1: Yeah. Who the fuck even went to that show? Like, who? who, who oh, you did, didn't you? <laughs> why? <laughs> it's like the, the New Japan's like called of a progress at the moment. Fucking hell. Um, it's because
0: um, I thought why not?
1: It's because Sonata's that big body draw. Absolutely. With his grumpy not. face.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. That <not>. is his law. <laughs> Talking of law, there was um, one bit of lore here, a bit of music law—as we had about fifty planes of we are machines. We are machines.
1: <laughs> now, for, for music situation, has got a bit better this week. For not everyone's could out to the same theme this time, at the very least. Although there's a funny bit soon uh, with Zach Gibson that we'll get into. But yeah, I feel like even in these two dark matches, everyone's got. At least a different variation of stock music going on, which is nice.
0: So pre-show match number one now. Screwface.com, the UK's number one. Screwface Ahmed versus HT Drake, who probably brought the ring that evening. As he does now,
1: yeah, like a Screwface from Parts Unknown, Newcastle, versus HT Drake from Parts Known, Newcastle. <laughs> um,
0: Screwface, he was like a regular up in the um, Newcastle area. Uh, mm. he, he would make a couple of trips down here to like Manchester, but he was mainly based up north. Um, yeah, HD, was... HD Drake, we um, saw a lot in like Yorkshire.
1: Yeah, they were um, a title regular in that fantastic roster um, back before the pandemic, RIP. Fucking sending requests out on Twitter, fuck off. Anyway, um, um the um yeah, the Screwface story was in NGW a lot as well, randomly. But I think, in all fairness, um, back then they did have a bus, uh, a carload of uh, Jordans on the NGW roster. I can't actually remember who it was now, but yeah, he like teamed up with uh, Joseph Connors at one point. So that was my sort of like experience of Screwface, really,
0: yeah. <clears throat> Um, any thoughts on this match? It's it's very basic, five minutes, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah, yeah. It's just basically Screwface has the bad guy shutting down HT Drake's momentum. Um, There's a nice little bit where Drake uh, goes for moonsault, but Screwface stops him and does like that D'Lo Brown up. Is it the low down or sky high? I was getting those mixed Yeah, up. sky uh, high. Down
0: like,
1: the, the, like that. the power up, bomb, in. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a nice bit, and then like Jake just drop, dodges a clothesline, rolls it into a Cobra, and then hits a spiral tap, which I didn't even know he, he ever did. To be fair, I don't remember that one from title. But again, the yeah, the temporal boom was so fucking low down. I he would have gone through it,
0: wouldn't
1: he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was perfectly fine.
0: Yeah, one and a half. I gave it.
1: In all fairness, I, I went uh, two and a half. This is actually quite, quite a generous like, high rating for me. I thought it did its job fine.
0: Pre-show match number two now was um, Cleeforpe's <laughs> Clee favourite dungeon master, Jack Jester via Scotland, faced Tango Tim Wiley, who um, mm. I think I'd seen a few times on like the Liverpool scene weren't much to him. I think he yeah. tagged with like the babyface pitbull of all people. Um, oh, and okay, yeah. one thing I would notice here is the Titantron is very misleading on, on who is coming out because he <laughs> won't have any like graphics of like Jack, Jester, mm. Tim Wiley, Rey Mysterio's big head.
1: Yeah, if they just run through the. Uh... Title sequence of, of five star wrestling for like a lot of these guys. So, like, you're suddenly thinking, Oh, yeah, Zach Gibson's coming out. Oh, it's Nathan Cruz. And suddenly, now, here comes Tim. Two M's. Hello, Tim. What are you doing here? I thought I was getting Zach Gibson. Yeah, but yeah, it's also like... interesting. Like, not, much yeah, to also do interesting. Active. No, no, I've I've literally got nothing to note here on this one. It's basically just I mean, firstly, my first note was it's three out of the four of the same guys in the dark matches last week are in it again. Um, with um uh, Jack Jester getting a tombstone for a win here, which uh Greg Lambert like notes is now two or no at five star wrestling, but does it count?
0: Well, wins on a EW dark counts and um, ROH so. Oh it did. If you think of the okay, five star wrestling ranking records, Jack Jester ready oh, yeah. to face Jake Hager or John Morrison next week. Will it yeah. happen? Yeah, now, Sheff- now you put it like In that. Sheffield, will it happen? You should know, Chris. Mm. You're at show up I four. know you're
1: about to say we'll get into that next time.
0: So one with the tombstone, one point
1: two five. Yeah, I forgot to give a star rating for this one, but I felt a pretty reasonable rating. One and a half, maybe.
0: G- What's it? Greg Lambert and Joe Endry on commentary as Greg Lambert says a jam packed and sold out Newcastle crowd. I did put a jam packed and silent Newcastle crowd.
1: God, he said sold out, didn't he? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, considering, like, literally the shot that precedes it, it was like a wide shot of Newcastle Arena. And it is embarrassing. Like, they try like do this whole, like, all zoom in. Like, like TNA used to do it quite a lot. The impacts were quite good at Like, zoom around, the crowd and all that. Long. There's, like, 200 people here at best and fuck loads of empty seats. Really, really bad. And then, yeah, then we go to uh, Gregor Joe Henry. One thing they are doing this week, I noticed, is all the bits to the camera are being live mic to the crowd.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which
1: is, is is different. It's different. I mean, I can see why now, given away it sounds, why WWE and all that have never done it. Even though it makes all the sense of what, you wonder why don't just pipe out commentary, you know, that lot. But it has this weird, cheap-sounding echo to it, which, yeah, it, it doesn't really work. But I, I like the idea behind it, but yeah. I, mean, I, I did always wonder why they didn't do it, but yeah.
0: I mean, I mean some some like sports, um, you're yeah, um, sometimes get like an earpiece so if you like at the snooker or
1: Cheltenham
0: yeah. or Wimbledon you get an earpiece like radio commentary and that mm. it, you know what it, it might be worse some I know it probably it's the cost of bringing over another couple of commentators but say you know when yeah. we were at, um, all in at Wembley like yeah sometimes you put maybe be more into Is the action it, if you be- had Excalibur in your ear.
1: Yeah, it would have be been nice. It would be nice actually. I take it as like lots of technical issues because then you gotta get that audio that's been like mixed for like for TV telecast, so you somehow gotta get it back to the EMA delay, even if it's just a few seconds, just makes it unworkable. I'm sure someone at some point's probably tried it, but there's probably a reason why it's not really a thing.
0: You know, you know what, I wouldn't trust any BritRest Rest promoters. <laughs>
1: No. <laughs>
0: Imagine Red God Pro no. doing it. <laughs> the way their bloody production values are. Everybody okay. can
1: barely string a stream together as it is. Jesus.
0: So uh, the jam-packed and silent wrestling crowd are treated to the opening contest of the night, which is for the five-star wrestling tag team titles, as Max Money, which is Charlie Sterling, and... Adam Matstead, which we did find out that um, they didn't get signed by WWE. Well, Adam Matstead, because of the both both mm-hmm. stuff.
1: That's right. Yes. Yeah. I say we uh, people reached out to us afterwards and pointed that one out, which seems really harsh. To be fair, because from what Adam said at the time, he did flag it up and say, "Yeah, I did this. It wasn't a anything sexual about it. It was just basically what uh, one, one of those is a." Is a decent-looking lad, is a male model and women paid to have someone, some, somewhat in his underwear and dicky tie served with champagne. It's a perfectly normal sort of thing that that gets happened. But apparently, that was enough with people were like googling him, then they might find something bad about it. Anyway, what did Jordan Devlin wrestle on Raw last night?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the th- the thing is, with Max dead, if you'd probably search his name in in. Google? It's, it's, Love it's on Love
1: Island. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to find too much about... If, if anything, it's probably more of a buff on Love Island anyway. So it's a very bizarre double standard. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like,
1: and... like considered as well the amount of, uh, like, uh women that they've had over the years, like literally out of catalogs and all that lot, with them in the buff, and this is one step too far a Northern Irish guy wanted to wrestle on the, North, on the National League level of, rest, of WWE at NXT UK. Can't be having that, can we?
0: Ooh, them advertisers will be switching off in droves like the viewers. Um, <laughs> the um, opponents are the um, the other ones who won, this, I think, the semi-final of the tournament. That's it right, was yes. Jody Fleisch and um, El Aguero in his Brexit gear.
1: Yeah, oh dear. Again, it, it looking like the uh, face hugger from Alien.
0: He does, yeah, he oh, is. with
1: those fucking horns and everything like that as well. Bloody uh, El Brexito.
0: Then, um, well, this this match is probably the best match on this show. Like you got four Agreed. four really good like wrestlers at the time. Remember, it, yeah. is at the time we're reviewing this, not 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 misdemeanors. What have gone on? Um, mm-hmm.
1: later on in life. But it's a very good, very good tag match. It is, yeah. But I was just having a quick through one with a star ratings. Yeah, this is the, the best match of the night, which is never a good sign when your, your first match is your best match. Yeah, it was just like a really well-worked tag team match again. And this happened um, last week with um, – or oh, last time with – yeah, it was uh, – I believe it was the Flash Leguero and um, Warbeard, Warbeard, as now known as. Yeah, yeah it, it was that match where like it sort of starts a bit slow, and you think, oh, it's just a perfunctory tag match, we're just going through emotions. House shows sort of mode. Oh, he, he cuts him off. Oh, he doesn't. He, he tags in, and the ref doesn't see him or that lot. But again, this this builds up really well because like Leguero and Flash are a very really good tag team. I mean, <clears throat> albeit Leguero has just basically replaced Johnny Storm. And they're doing the stop what Fleisch and Storm did. Yeah. Um, like literally a year later when they became like a tag team and tried to like get their noses in Joe Britt boom. But I f- yeah, this worked really well.
0: So it ended up with uh, Max Money winning with the dropkick Spinebuster um, to win the belts. Like mm. I said, very, very good opener. And, you, you know, they always say the opener's like, the openers is just as important as the main event because it gets the crowd crowd into it. Well, it got into yeah. a murmur at least. It
1: did, to... yeah. The, the crowd actually responded here, which they didn't really for the rest of the night. No, I mean it, it always helps. It's like the of would old like stick the cruiserweights out of the opener sort of thing to get the crowd warmed up. And when you got stuff like Fleish and Leguria, like doing that like spot with the self-hover Karana, if you're not know I mean to you know, from from the top rope. And and um, and stuff like that. It, it, it'll wake the crowd up. A, a nice little hang, swing, elbow here and there. You know, it's yeah, the job's so good. And
0: cartwheels. That's all. We, that's all we asked for. Next, yeah, yeah up... just
1: just just do a bloody cartwheel. So yeah, Max, money for a new tag team champions. I'm not sure if that was said, but it was. there we go.
0: Next up, anyway, is the one and only Zach Gibson with a promo. Uh, Gibson still hating his uh, generic music as he calls it Basketball Highlights 99.
1: 99. Good line, yeah. This is a very funny one because no one else actually came out to this generic five-star thing. This was a theme that was played last week for everyone, and like this still gives Gibson it, which is quite a funny bit.
0: He also says uh, Dan Hinkles has a Jake Hager bedspread. Um, which yep. soon leads to um Hager coming out to chat to Gibson. Oh, but according hey, to Jake Hager as well, this is where yeah. the line where he says 22 million people are watching this show, <laughs> and he talk, ends up talking about French fries and hamburgers.
1: <laughs> so we've uh jumps a bit ahead here because there's yep. a funny bit, um, where Zach Gibson says. I want to, like, take you to, like, the big screen here and show you an article in the Daily Mirror yeah. from last week from last week about Ray Stereo and Awkwardly. And I'm not I – I still can't tell whether or not this was intentional if this was a bit about how shortly run five-star wrestling is or if someone just, just – we forgot to put it on the big screen but it just stood around there. And if that's not, like, exemplifies five-star wrestling, I don't know, uh, you know, what, what does. You'd which by least, the way, I found
0: you'd that...
1: at least queue it up, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if I say it sounds like that we were gonna queue it up, I mean they just didn't. So I've I actually felt that miracle straight afterwards, with the headline being exclusive. Ray Mysterio says there's a big possibility he'll resang WWE, which he says there's a big possibility uh, following his incredible Royal Rumble return where he received a huge ovation and he, as he made his surprise entrance to a Men's World Rumble match on January 28th. The had not been seen in WWE since the appearance on Raw in April 2015, bringing an end to his 13-year stint with the company. But fans of the Wells Fargo Arena uh, in Philadelphia gave a two-time world champion a, a hero's welcome as he entered at number 27. A one-time deal with WWE saw the 43-year-old clash of likes of John Cena and Roman Reigns before being eliminated by Finn Balor. More than 8.5 million people watch for best icons with 30 degree on YouTube. I have you I've, I've not mentioned five star wrestling once here yet. <laughs> <laughs> Considering he's supposed to be doing press of five star wrestling, so yeah, it's a uh, watched more than 8.5 million uh, times on YouTube. There we go, and he started in the inaugural episode broadcast from Liverpool's Echo Arena, earning a win via disqualification over UK standout Zach Gibson. Ahead of the match, the man known as the greatest Cruiserweight of all time spoke to me of sport about his WWE return and future plans. He's not fucking bothered. Oh, no. No, I mean, it's just a big interview about how great it was to reappear with the uh, Royal Rumble all, all over again. So, yeah. So, so that's a press that uh, Five Star Wrestling got um, to help project them and uh, get so many fans into the Newcastle uh, Metro Arena on this very night.
0: And you know what as well, Chris, he's doing this in front of three times the audience that viewed him on YouTube.
1: Yes, he did. 22 million people, which is up by four from last week. So I had another look you know, after last time. Uh, So let's see, where does this rank in terms of, like, the most watched programmes of all time on UK television? So this week, it's... (laughs) so, so this week it's um, not as many or the same as the uh, Princess Diana Prince uh, the Princess Diana interview with Panorama, the the infamous one. Martin Bashir, yeah. The Martin Bashir one. So not as many as that, but uh, more than the um uh, uh, more than the uh, Sunday night of the London Palladium hosted by Jimmy Tarbuck on the third of December nineteen sixty seven. Or the Benny Hill Show from the 24th of March, 1971. Oh, and it's more than um, the uh, Who Shot JR episode of Dallas that aired on BBC on the 22nd of November,
0: 1980. <laughs> hey, mix. you've we've shit him, haven't we?
1: We have, yeah, yeah. Take that, Brandon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's your real name.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Jake Hager. He's fucking useless on promos,
1: isn't it? Oh, he is for very definition of half ass, it. Yeah. I mean, I hope he is, because if this is his a game, then fucking hell, how how the hell was he? A 4 world champion in WWE, because good career. Well,
0: well, lest we forget, he was the first big first big star on the first dynamite making a return.
1: God, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Fucking hell. And he somehow like, survived for five years afterwards.
0: Yeah. That's what Chris Jericho does to you. Uh yep. <laughs> so um Zach Gibson's opponent for the evening is Rob Van Dam doing the do do the whole fucking show. Do, I was do, so do, happy
1: do, you do. came out to that song. So so happy.
0: Is it music peaks with Abby D's thinking? Is probably number one of his themes.
1: Really I mean, terms of uh uh, ironic likability, yes.
0: <laughs> I'd probably go all these um, first theme in <laughs> WWF,
1: WWE. In, in all fair I, I'd go first theme WWF. Um, is one of a kind as a as a banger. To be fair, even like your yeah, bloody Pantera, you know, He's actually got really good themes. He has, yeah. i then he's got his TNA theme, Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. which is much better than the rest combined. Oh, damn! One thing one thing I did notice about
0: the crowd is there are a lot of kids front row.
1: Yes, yeah, so I think basically because you get this at like a few of these like shows with barricades and no security telling them to basically piss off and go sit back down. All the kids have just gone to the front row just, and they've just stayed there. And I bet you there's one poor soul who actually paid like 50 quid for front row and said they had get it comps just like sat there just now having to like look over like a sea of kids, bastards, uh, yeah, <laughs> for little shits.
0: This, this match, anyhow. Um, all right, the I did put the rolling monkey flip, um, to Zach Gibson was a bit glitchy, you know. When, um, is it, is it like Homer Simpson does cartwheels through a pub?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 or when he's a clown,
0: yeah. a clown college.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah. And um, there's also... Yeah, was this where, like, IVD mean, like took the dreadful bump of the arm suplex. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, on the plus side, IVD was a lot more for it than what he was in the main event against John Morrison the week before. But he also got knackered again very quickly. This wasn't... Cardio wasn't a priority for RVD back in 2018.
0: No. Um, and he's, and as well, he wasn't doing the job to the Brit.
1: <laughs> no. There's a lot of doesn't work for me brothers tonight, which we'll get into later. But yeah, um, so this is our first of several sort of uh, fuck finishes of the night, because basically Gibson gets him the shank the gates of a rope, so he just doesn't let go, so it's for DQ. So yeah, I it gets,
0: he gets his heat, do he, but...
1: It does, um, yeah. If, yeah. If,
0: he's, if he's one of the top stars, you try to put over from a British side of thing. It, yeah, Mason Law Week. I think it's two weeks running where he's uh he's been beat. Like I, mean, me. I think the
1: big the big problem that I've got with this. I mean, in all fairness, it doesn't matter in hindsight because it's literally five episodes. You might as well have Zach Gibson face all the big guys now because it's not going to be a future of a promotion anyway. But I think. Considering in theory they're trying to reduce into a new audience and he's just getting DQ'd against some of the American guys every week, it just sort of makes him look weak. Whereas, you know, there's no reason why one week he couldn't like go over Chris Masters or Carlito or PJ Black or someone of that level while right. putting a promo about the other big guys. Because you know, you know, um you, you know, there's like a showdown show down later on with Jake Hager where and you just know, you know, Hague wouldn't do the job to him. And, like, if John Morrison was there, you know, he wouldn't do the job to him. And it just, you know, it just makes things a bit awkward. Mm. you know what I mean? Because they're trying to rightfully present Zach Gibson as like the star of the show. But the guys that they have paid a lot of money to bring over, it doesn't work for them, brother.
0: So um, after this, we get um, the mod cast.
1: Oh, it, hell.
0: So, um, Dan Hinkles probably found out Flash Morgan Webster had a podcast about wrestling friends. It, might, it may have been launched then. Um,
1: yeah, well, it, it was, um, well, it was way underway by 2018. I, I actually listen to that podcast every single week, in all fairness. It was on my regular rotation, along with Tuesday Night job, because I didn't know better about Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, no, you're yeah, so. Right. It,
1: yeah, so I, if I remember rightly, yeah, this is quite deep into him actually interviewing lots of guys. He's already done like, done like the infamous Bram 1, for example. Yeah. And and, and, and stuff like that. Um, if anything, this gave me um, PTSD about the time we did this same segment on, on Progress with that fucking rubber plant, Townsend. Plant. Yeah, 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 yeah. He actually makes a joke about it here as well, about how they didn't give him a rubber plant this time. But yeah, immediately I was just thinking, yeah, like literally, if you could like pinpoint a moment where you realised that Progress's creative peak was well over. It was a fucking rubber plant.
0: What was it, that? I've been at the bloody time where they were tagging with askings and yeah, and havoc.
1: Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that weird like trio that we had going on, that like, just sort of weirdly fell apart because, in the end, I think the storyline was going to be, oh yeah, Morgan's going to like see right and, you know, I'm the other two going to get a turn on him. But in actuality, then Morgan turned and teamed up with Wild Boar instead, which was a, a decent twist in all fairness. What did
0: they called? The 187.
1: For 187. Like that. If that was during that fucking, um, a tag Thunder Bastard League thing, yeah. where somehow because Webster swerved on Haskins, he Wild Boar got uh, rewarded all of Haskins wins of a tag league and, Fucking hell, yeah. The, the, the definite creative down the toilet period for progress that they never recovered from. But yeah, yeah. Um,
0: what Once again, a lot of British
1: flags going on on
0: this show. I, t- I said it looks less modern, more a Brexit rally.
1: It, it looks like fucking like, I don't know, a city centre, a centre of Stoke or somewhere. I'm just stereotyping now.
0: It, probably the most glamorous thing in Stoke because it's a shithole. Um, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I was going to say Preston, but I'm not sure. Sh- uh, I imagine Preston has a lot of flags up her- every single moment of the year. Don't know why.
0: Probably probably does. Um, yeah. Anyway, he's interviewing our mate, the primate. Um, it ends up with primate getting interrupted by Joey Axel, who's, who sort of mm. got a, a biggish push the week before until he got beat. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, uh, the tap and snap championship or or snap or tap or whichever way around. Like, uh, even bloody um, Morgan Webster got the name of the belt wrong. Um, he uh, Yeah, and so he submitted everyone apart from Haskins submitting him uh, yeah. for a victory. So they're trying to give this guy a big push, which in all fairness to Five Star, you know, they tried it with him, they tried it with Eddie Ryan. They were giving... More unique guys, a push who hadn't already like a bit got a big pushes part of Brit Boom.
0: Yeah, Well, see, with Joey Axel? The only time I really saw him was like Future Shock. He did a couple of mm. couple of bits for them, but this, this yeah. was mainly his big, big thing when he was over it. Even.
1: was, yeah. I saw him mess all like at Mega Slam in Grinsby and stuff like that a couple of times it was all right i think he turned out to be a massive problematic though so you know
0: yeah he did that's another one off the list this 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 show is full of problems
1: yeah yeah disclaimer again i I, I think anyone listening by now realizes we're we're reviewing things from a historical context everything that came to light later on we know about but we just tried to review it as it was
0: yeah so um yeah. Joey Axel with his unicorn hairdo faced the flash yeah. of Morgan Webster. And the um the referee was um the the referee from north, um, jumping John Myers, who also did yeah. title as well back in the day.
1: Oh, you forgot to mention, by the way, how um Joey Axel basically pulmonized um a primate's leg with a uh, one of those coat rails that like weigh about two pounds that you can buy from yeah. Tesco. Yeah.
0: Will we see Prime 8 again? Who knows?
1: But yeah, anyway, on to the match. Obvious,
0: I, I thought I put on this match. Obvious result.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're pushing Joey so it's fine. I will I will say though, I really like that, because uh, of that clutch leg finisher. Cause, um, who else used to do that? It wasn't someone like AJ Styles, was it? Well, was it like the
0: joint the clown one where they stick the leg over the head and?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think visually speaking, it's actually. I mean, it's a bit flawed from a logic perspective because you just kick him with your with your other leg early. You won't In terms do. of a visual, I think as, in terms of a visual, I think it's a very effective looking finish, and I'm surprised it hasn't been picked up by someone else. In all fairness, and. And, and and for a guy Joey's size as, as well, he's not like the smallest lad in, in Brook Reservoir. I think it's quite an impressive visual, so it works in that way. Uh, what doesn't work is his nickname of a pop punk powerhouse. What the fuck is that? It,
0: there's nothing pop punk about him. He just needs. He, where's his skateboard?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, like to be pop punk, you know? I, okay, there's like a, a few decent bands, but it's like the. The Diet Coke of punk, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I'm I'm like a watered-down version of the real thing. Yeah, I don't know why he's the pop punk powerhouse. There's literally no indication that he even likes it. Two,
0: two and
1: a half stars. He, he looks like a type of guy that listens to Def Leppard. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, two and a half stars as well. That's what I've got.
0: There's a lot of two and a half-age on this show
1: folks oh yeah yeah i i just basically give up towards the end because everything's two and a half
0: <laughs> you, it's it's like if you're a teacher like oh bloody hell how long's this assignment got to go i just they're all right don't stick any red oh, right.
1: in. <laughs> keyword 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 fine 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 b c plus that'll do Next up, but anyway, uh, it's uh, Greg Lambert to say it's time for the English line to roar. Uh, Eddie Eddie Ryan in his Wizard of Oz cosplay Lion,
0: and this is PJ Black in this match. Um, former Justin Gabriel. Now, I don't know yes. if you noticed this one, Christopher, but some random bloke in a hoodie stood front row who looks like a wrestler but it, uh, but ain't, or oh, it looks like Bram.
1: Yep, got it. Yeah, I, I got that one as well, because he did it the week before as well and he does it mm, the week after, spoilers, yeah. I don't think he even, I can't even remember if he makes it onto the programmes, but yeah. So this is when we already knew that Bram was a wrong one as well, so I think this was their way of trying to slowly ease him into the hot bathtub, as it were. I've Bram.
0: never heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> never heard that phrase
1: before. Why? I mean, even back then, like, yeah, he was in TNA. He was for meme of impact always re-signing Bram, but why would you have him on your show? He, oh, he literally... I
0: always re- I always remember um who is it now? Jimmy Havoc and T-Bone had a surprise partner at York Hall, and it was Bram. Oh. Oh,
1: I don't remember that. Because well, oh. if they had to do that a few times because obviously the allegations came out that he'd beaten up his girlfriend, which the charges were dropped. We must add that. The, the, yeah. the charges were dropped, um, but in a way where it was like, yeah, we can't actually prove it. We're pretty yeah. sure he did it, but we can't definitively prove it. Therefore, we can't press charges.
0: Yeah. The the Twitter, courted, or, the, the Twitter court had already said, decided what they wanted.
1: Yeah. And, you know, if you read up on the case... No, I can't say anymore. I, I will get done for libel. Anyway.
0: You will do. Um, anywho, English Lion, Eddie Ryan versus PJ Black. Um sort of solid match again, but nothing... Nothing spectacular, and um, there was a run up German off the um, top by Eddie, which I thought you know mightily mm. impressive.
1: Yeah, it, it was good. Um, it was it was weird though because this is where I found the commentators were starting to check out in quite a few places. Um, in a, this match, for some reason, they tried to get over Eddie Ryan, even though he's like just inside them at home. Uh, uh he, um and they started talking about how PJ Black likes hanging out with John Morrison and going on different touristy spots, like taking pictures and all that lot. Well, Eddie Ryan, bless him, he's tried to like work his socks off to try and get over. And yeah, let's talk about PJ Black. And he loves going places.
0: There's sort of a running theme here of how they're producing these shows, like making the British lot look inferior to the American yeah.
1: <laughs> Like, literally on paper, trying to make do the opposite. But then, yeah, they, 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 they have literally got nothing to say about Eddie Ryan because it's like, what's his background? What's his story? And he just doesn't have any. He's, he's a bloke he's from Plymouth, lives in Swindon now, wears a lion mask for some reason. Great. It,
0: Fantastic. It, 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 this is basically the Brexit of pro wrestling because it is yeah. – not like Team it, Brexit against the foreigners coming over here taking our jobs and food and yeah, fire table. Like,
1: Eddie Ryan's <laughs> finish has literally called for George Cross. It what is. more do you want? Yeah.
0: Brexit pro wrestling.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. Which, yeah, at the end here, um, he um, he gets the switch of music blocked, but he manages to hit it again and then hits the George Cross, which is, which is like a Seamus' white noise finisher, yeah. three counts three stars
0: two and a half again yeah two and a half star wrestling basically
1: yeah next but, up you know, w- w- we need to pick me up on this show and i was very excited to have this again
0: Moose. Moose.
1: Moose. now i really enjoyed this match uh last time didn't i so i was really hoping it would be on the same level as... Oh, no, Rampage is attacking him from the get-go. This is just an angle. Oh, dear. Okay. Great.
0: Match is waved off. Moose weren't jobbing. It's not working for me, brother.
1: Yeah, Moose isn't jobbing two weeks in a row, brother. um Yeah, they... they Rampage attacks on the outside, then they ring the bell in the ring, which I don't think they were meant to do. Because then Rampage hits a power driver on him. And the referee refuses to count the pin yeah. for no reason, even though the batch had officially begun, because it didn't work for Moose Brother. Um and then Rampage just gives him a bit of a stomp and he walks off. It's a no contest somehow. Bollocks. Bollocks. Absolute <laughs> bollocks.
0: Creative control cards, even in um even in the Metro Radio Arena.
1: I just find this week uh, all the American wrestlers have got together and have started politic and It's absolutely hilarious because they're being paid God knows how much to be flown over every single week. And, you know, they've probably been paid like twice the rate as well because they realize Dan Hinkles is a massive mark. Like, literally, I think everyone, even like the British wrestlers, are paying for twice the rate here. Some of these guys are being paid 80 quid instead of 40 for once. Ooh, Ooh. limit. Like, like...
0: Living and,
1: at MS that week, were they? Yeah, yeah. They've the, been the, the living the dream and even then the investors have gone, you know what? I'm, I'm not doing the job. I'm, I'm on TV. I've, I've got a reputation to um, defend here. I might be back on WWE at some point, <laughs> which as it turns out, the vast majority are back on WWE at some point, which is so, uh, very well thought out. But yeah.
0: Talking of 2 um, x ex-WWE folk, now it's the masters of cool. Which is Chris Masters and Carlito versus Warbeard, which is Dave Mastiff and his son, Big Grizzly. <laughs> um, fucking hell, here we go. Have a guess what again? Them Americans are not jobbing to our Brits,
1: they're not, they're not. No, I mean, there's not a single broken job in here. Yeah, so this is a match basically between the two tag teams that lost last week. The idea being whoever wins here must surely be up for a tag team title shot at some point in the future. And this match is so inspired that the uh, the commentators, like Greg Lambert, Joe Henry, have zero fucking clue what to say in this match. And they spend five minutes arguing about the number of apples that are at ringside, whether it's one or two. Joe thinks it's one, but it turns out Carlito's foot was hiding the second one. And then uh, Greg Lambert starts complaining about how it's hard to say Mastiff and Masters at the same time because both names begin with M. And then Lambert tries to find some words to describe Warbeard, and in the end, he comes out with Beardley. And that's all there is to this match, really.
0: One thing I took from it, and it was the same as the first episode, um, was Big Grizzly. He just seems a bit lost. He does. It's like it's like yeah. I shouldn't really be on TV, but they need they needed Ish. a bloke they needed a bloke with a beard, mm. looks a bit like Dave Mastiff, and
1: but but, but I mean, they've got Dave Mastiff right there, like literally. Why would you book Big Grizzly when you have got Dave Mastiff already? Like he is the bloody weird Aldi middle aisle Dave Mastiff Big Grizzly, and he just looks like I mean, not to be harsh on the guy. But he he looked like shite compared to Dave Mastiff, you know. Yeah, I mean, he had the, the the
0: one tit out, didn't
1: he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with his one tit out, his fucking Tarzan sort of singlet going on. Like I mean, Dave Mastiff, it all fades to him, you know. At least he looks like an absolute unit, you know. You M- know Mastiff still would have
0: been one of the bigger big ones on the on the UK scene at this time. He would have been. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe yeah. he would have been, and then obviously only a couple of months later, he's getting a relatively decent push in NXT UK for a while. You know, he absolutely looks a business where Big Grizzly just looks like a lad who put on a singlet one day, and and is and getting a bit of a, and people pushing because he's a bit of a bigger lad versus the rest of them. But it's not not it very good.
0: No, I mean, what else could you have chosen at that time? Someone like it would have been Cyanide Crater. That would have
1: been around that time. Well, you no, know, I mean, I would, I would pick Cyanide. Cyanide is like an even worse, even even worse uh, big grizzly. To be fair, I mean, in terms of a team like this, it's a good question because obviously there was that whole like Atlas Division big, thing big, in progress, and I got of big, ideas big very quickly there. Dave Dave was on the NXT at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I mean, that's a problem. Like with Progress, travel Atlas Division thing, and they just ran out of ideas quickly because there weren't a lot of big guys on the like literally everyone was like under six foot and under 200 pounds. It, it, you know what I mean? So there weren't that many options there. And even thinking about it now, I'm still going to think of anyone else. I mean, honestly, I'd have put someone like primate in that spot instead, even though it's like a, a small, it's got the beard. Basically it is, a, is a bit smaller and it's more like muscular in size, but he would have been a better option.
0: Mm. Another was-what-it-was
1: match, two stars. Two stars, yeah, got it, exactly, yeah. Yeah, the finish of this one, um, yeah, they just basically spat an apple at, I think it was Grizzly, backstabber, pinfall. Yeah, there we go. Dave Mastiff did a really good John Woo, though. That's literally the only match I've got from this match. All all fairs to a guy, Uh, 22 (laughs) Stone managed to get his legs up like that. Fair play to him. But, his, yeah, so sort of got
0: his cannonball as well was always impressive. Like oh, got...
1: I always liked his cannonball. Yeah, yeah. I, I always, I always like Mastiff. It, it, like his big problem, why he didn't go a bit further than what he should have done is just is it, is less than six foot, isn't he? So he worked at NXT UK, but if you put him against with the American guys, he would have looked ridiculous. Unfortunately, mm. sometimes I. Is all right, you I can go against him, it's a killer basically. So,
0: my mind, mind, you when, uh, when he was like at the top of PCW, they always put the Yanks against him Adam Cole, mm. Kevin Steen. They always stick them with him, and it worked a dream. It yeah. didn't work well yeah. with um, who were it, Bobby Lashley? I remember that match, Fuck me, that was terrible. Oh,
1: Jesus, that, that sounds like a experience,
0: yeah. Bobby Lashley, they stuck um. Samoa Joe against him, Vader.
1: Hmm. Vader. Fuck that that
0: two-minute thing, Vader.
1: Yeah. yeah. Fucking Vader. What was it, Was this in like 2016 with the whole Osprey thing? Was it the same yeah, time?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Did, was it like they, they got him over at the same time? Uh not, on the yeah, not playing for yeah,
0: not long after. Yeah. yeah. I think PCW booked him and then. Probably the Osprey thing weren't so long after that.
1: Yeah, yeah. What a time!
0: What a time! <laughs> That's when Pete done with Vader's young boy. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Brit wrestler. Those were the days. <laughs> Remember them days, the good old days. Yeah,
1: the good old days.
0: Next, next up, Kid Fight, Krieger, and Luke Kingshark backstage with Soul Calval. Hmm
1: um yeah i think the taxi name is pure dead brilliant i mean the, the joke is there they're speaking in such a heavy scottish accent you can't understand them but we did this last week they're not on the show tonight but if they come out later on and get dragged away you don't really build to anything they've got three hours to fill here they needed to you know get another five minutes done
0: you know, it says something when SoCal Valley is like a Brit rest veteran at this stage in a career. Like even in twenty twenty four, she's probably outlasted nearly everyone on this show. It's like it's it's like um, Steve Beaton on the World Championship darts has been in thirty three World Championships and he's outlasted everyone from the nineteen ninety two one which he started in.
1: Yeah, yeah. So sometimes just per- perseverance not being a nonce works.
0: It does. Uh, anyway, Americans or Mexicans who don't fancy doing the job once again right. or, or getting rid of stipulations as Rey Mysterio takes on Mark Askins in the "I'm not tapping, I'm not snapping." It's a non-title match.
1: Yeah, fuck it. What what happened here? I I, I legitimately think Rey Mysterio. In, it's a it's a weird booking anyway, putting Rey Mysterio into a submission match. And then suddenly, I think Mysterio's gone. I'm not going through that curtain unless you change your stipulation. Because yeah, I'm not jobbing, brother. And also, that'll be an extra five grand, please.
0: He, I think he was already on 20,000 at this rate. Yeah, record.
1: yeah. you can go by, by the like, Zach Gibson figure, but I think, yeah, I, I think he's pulled a, a Hogan right before he's gone through the, the curtain. Like, don't work for me, brother. So yeah, non-title. No explanation. Again, just like you get a 20k uh, fee, you get your plane fee, you get your accommodation paid for, and, and then, yeah, you just fuck about anyway, which is just hilarious. They've, they've realised early on, Dan Hinkles or, or whoever just doesn't know what we're doing on. we exp- are just exploiting it for fun. I don't think there's any malicious intent behind, like, oh, yeah, Mark Haskins is below my level. I think Ray and the rest of them have just done it just because they can.
0: Sadly, though, even though this is a really good match, don't get me wrong, despite the, all the changes in stipulations, it's a really good match. But we get the finish, don't we? Rampage Brown comes out yeah. and passes Ray
1: DQ, DQ, uh, and another, um, fuck finish with an American wrestler. What a surprise! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, the thought of Rampage Brown versus Raymond Stowe was highly intriguing and would get me into an arena. More on that next time.
0: Oh, yeah. Soldier boy. We'll get into your soldier boy in um, Sheffield Uh in the next
1: episode. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there, but yeah. But other than that, if this was an alright match, I'd probably say three stars maybe three and a quarter at a push um i like how um greg lambert has already got rehearsed lines about the Tapper snap championship so he still runs through them anyway basically uh outright implicates ray mysterio for being the reason for the change by saying that the change has nothing to do with a tap snap champion um and then at one point Ray Mysterio goes for a guillotine choke, which he's literally never done that before after this match. Uh, again, they've had the match they he's just gone, don't work for me, brother. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Mark Haskins gets him into a sharp shooter, which I think we should just called for a bell. Should have done the Bret Hart, but like the Montreal Screwjob one.
0: That, that Dan Hinkles comes out, ring the bell, ring the...
1: <laughs> ring the fucking bell. And yeah, that's it basically. Yeah, uh, Rampage comes out for some reason. Not established any reason why he would interfere. DQ next, basically.
0: Next, as we um, have Nathan Cruz versus BT Gunn. And uh, there's a promo beforehand about Cruz showing his ass the week before, and Twitter comments complaining about five star wrestling.
1: Yeah, and almost getting them kicked off the uh, network, which Nathan Cruz says he doesn't want, you know, five star wrestling to go under because he's a professional and all that lot. Which, yeah, I've read, like, for the majority of the match, Greg Lambert and uh, Joe Hendry just slag off Nathan Cruz for being a professional by showing up early to work. How dare he? <laughs> I think the
0: weren't there, was it Nathan Cruz having a go at Joe Henry?
1: Yes, yeah, because like it was Joe Injury blaming Nathan Cruz for having his ass exposed on TV rather than BT Gun having pulled down the trunks to expose his ass. So, yeah, yeah I, I could I could see why uh older Nathan was a bit uh, annoyed there. Um, but yeah, this match it
0: it's
1: it's in the dead slot basically. I don't, I don't think it's any reflection on Nathan Cruz or BT Gun. It's. Been a three hour show, and you can tell this time it's really been a slog. Ooh, and yeah. this is in the death slot before the main event. Um, and the crowd are just tired anyway. I mean, the crowd I've barely been here physically and you know vocally all night.
0: I think I was the same on my uh YouTube, uh, YouTube watching. I think you were probably the same on the Bristol Chronicle, weren't you? Feed.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just I was sort of I was done with this show at this point. Well, basically here um it, it's a weird finish this one um nathan cruz gets his pants pulled down again but he's wearing next pair of trunks this time which is fair enough but then gun rolls him up by reverse sharpshooter but then to me it looks like that bt guns shoulders are actually pinned to matt and nathan mm. cruz's are actually up and i thought oh, okay nathan cruz has snuck one out here but no, bt gun actually won the match
0: Bt B- B- Gunpo- bt B- 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 and his best American accent. And said,
1: don't worry yeah, me, Don't work for me, brother. Yeah, I thought it was like with some sort of controversy. out Nathan has been screwed. Like no, he just he, he meant to have his shoulders rolled up, but bt got to add his shoulders down as well for some reason. Oh well, two stars. Moving on.
0: Next up, it's the main event now for the five star wrestling championship as Jay Kager the challenger, took on. My world.
1: My, my world. world. <laughs> this is my world.
0: John Morrison. Johnny Five Stars. <coughs> <coughs> fucking does wearing his Boone fucking the Bounty Boy Hunter Star.
1: t-shirt. Yeah. a Boon the Bounty Hunter, which I've never seen. I need to, actually. Uh, the His passion project that he apparently uh, plundered um, a couple of million of his own money on and made fuck all back. Which is why he's with AEW today, probably.
0: What was that bloody I, film? It, what, what was that film that was advertised while we we're at Carrot Russellmania?
1: Oh fucking hell! With a dog.
0: With the dog, yeah.
1: Oh Christ! I forgot all about that. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. This was a uh, John Morrison trying to come an act, and yeah, being out- acted by a dog. Fucking hell! <laughs> but yeah. I, actually i'll say this explains why he ends up in impact wrestling later on this year actually i think he had a he was running out money a bit because of Boone the bounty hunter
0: so he he put he put money in as well
1: but... yeah if, if, from what i remember the vast majority of that film was funded by himself right because i'm, I'm gonna have a quick look at it now because i think it was like one of those where it's a bit like the old um oh what's it called final dv devi- fatal deviation where, like, the guy's, like, it's his own passion project to try and put himself over as, like, this uh, big, let um, me find it, Bouncy Hunter. It always tries, like, to put himself over as, like, this big Kung Fu star. It doesn't ever, this doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. That's fucking good, isn't it? Yeah, he's trying to put himself out as his own, like, big Kung Fu star, like, and possibly, like, get more work as a result of it, become the next Jean-Claude Van Damme, or, or cigar, something like that. It just hasn't happened whatsoever. It's had two thousand and eight hundred views, uh, reviews on. I'll um, oh, say ratings on IMDb. Five out of ten. Oh, and it's got the bloke from uh, Andromeda in it as himself, Kevin Sorbo. Let me see if there's any facts about it. Yeah, John Hennigan sold his dream house and cut his personal budget so he could self-film for, self-fund the completion of the film. He co-wrote the script, <laughs> wrote the story, and was executive producer of the film. And it took five years from start to finish. Okay, so, man. yeah, he's, he basically spunked all of his money. Of his so, that's, so that's
0: why he ends up on every fucking wrestling TV show going, because he's yeah. skin.
1: That's right, because if you remember, after he left WWE, there was that period where he literally only did Lucha Underground. Yeah. And I think he was attracted to that project because it involved actual acting like the backstage segments, which is fair enough. But then about the time of Five Star Wrestling, he started appearing everywhere, didn't he? Like I said, he was like the mainstay of Impact. And then PC, he became
0: w, PCW, he ended up there a couple of, uh, quite a few shows. And...
1: Yeah. Let's let just see if you can find it, because like, Like his guu because he has like his surname uh, in in relation to where he is at the time. So it's like also known as also known as uh, Johnny Elite, Johnny Fusion, Johnny Game Changer, Johnny Impact, uh, Johnny Superstar. I don't know what that's in relation to. Oh no, that's a very early one. But yeah, yeah, I'll say if a a man with more nicknames than uh, Brutus Beefcake.
0: A lot then, an absolute lot. Any, anywho, yeah. Jack Swagger against Johnny Nitro. Um,
1: <laughs> shades of SmackDown 2009. Here we it go.
0: Is. It's some some rough SmackDown of the week. It, mm. all, all 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 I've got is one um, note on this TNA.
1: Very TNA. Yeah, Swagger like end up in TNA
0: and what have you.
1: Yeah, he. um I mean, for me you now, I've got is John Morrison's in quite clear house show mode again. Like, is is like taking a piss and like winding himself up and doing a dance just to like slap the back of Hager's head and you know is is doing like um, a bizarre. He, I've got here. He does a bizarre bump from a punch where he just straightens his leg and falls down like completely flat from a ninety degree angle, like his bloody Guayacayo. Kind of, he falling off a cliff or something. He's just taking a piss here. I think because I I think this is John Morrison's last appearance on Five Star. I I, I think he's done after this, right? Oh
0: yeah, because yeah, Jake so... Jake Hager's there till the end because I know it's like he Plymouth's is. one of the last ones where he faces Eddie Ryan.
1: Yeah, so like Hager wins title here, spoiler, and yeah, I I don't think Morrison appears after this. So yeah, say farewell to John Morrison taking a piss. Um, while well, being paid a handsome amount of money here, just like the rest of the Yanks, as, as like Gibson puts it. But yeah, um, you can tell this match is going well though because there's a few people in the crowd that start a fight for every chant, yeah, and then just start, they just start going England, England, England. They, they're just bored,
0: making up their own shit at this at that stage. Yeah. It was just it was bells and whistles in this match, yeah. as you mentioned, like ref bumps, Belt yeah,
1: well, wow. three times, three ref bumps in a row, which I actually quite, I thought, found was quite funny. You know, I mean, in all fairness, This wasn't a terrible match, if you like that. I actually gave us uh, two and three quarters.
0: Three.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, just it was because it's DNA. Right <laughs> yeah, but it's just like it's the end of three hours, and now you've been asked to watch John Morrison versus Jack Swagger, and and the crowd just want to go home, and it's just. Uh, it, it's so weird that you've got this promotion. You've paid all this money for, like, the top, say, top wrestlers. Wrestlers on SmackDown 2009. But yet, you've not made, like, Ray or RVD your champion instead, even though they're more, infinitely more popular than these two. They're, they're very strange. They're very, very bizarre all around, really. But that's five star wrestling for you.
0: It is. At the end of this, America wins.
1: Hooray. Um, yeah, this is yeah, American wins in a lot of ways because Zach Gibson comes into the ring with a belt, still belt shot. And John Morrison's like, don't work for me, brother. So Jake Hager does the belt shot instead. Yeah. You know, and then, then Zach Gibson rolls back into the ring and looks like an absolute fucking Muppet because then he just has to stand there staring down Jake Hager, They just come across as a, an absolute chump just like two minutes beforehand. Like, yeah, great. Is this the program now? Zach Gibson is made to look like an absolute idiot against Jack Swagger. can tune in next week or oh. be there live in person.
0: Oh, you will be. Um, overall, as a show, though, um, I think you could probably garner our thoughts. It's been a grueler. Absolutely. has grueler been this one. There's, there's a couple of matches which are fair that the opening tag main event's good because of um, all the bells and whistles. Haskins yeah. and and uh, um, no, um Haskins and Ray and Ray. Mysterio was
1: all, right. was all right. Yeah, the tag team match at beginning was actually all right. Probably best match of the night. I think my big problem is just the way of the booking. After two weeks, this roster already feels knackered, if you know what I mean. I've literally got no interest in seeing a lot of these guys like mm-hmm. next week. Like, um, you know, I don't want to like see you know what happens next with like RVD or bloody Carly to everything like that, or Moose, it already feels like they've been booked to the ground. And it's so strange because a lot of these guys have just come in and have just done two matches. They've done nothing wrong, but because it's such a slog to get through these shows and they're not, the booking isn't particularly exciting whatsoever. They're trying to like start this UK versus US thing, which never really gets off the ground. But it's just, yeah, it's just, it just was a slog. And yeah i i really yeah i I, I didn't really want to tune in anymore but
0: we, we we've got three episodes of these left chris you can't be tapping out now
1: well <laughs> imagine imagine they watched that with time and thinking yeah yeah I this, in sheffield yeah. next we're, we're in sheffield next week i'll go to that but only if i get in for free. more of that next time
0: well here is the card for next time it's a total of eleven matches.
1: Fucking hell, there we were that many, were there? Yeah. It so was quite it, a, if I remember it, rightly, spoilers. I thought it was quite a brisk, fun evening when I went. But now that mentioned it, if they put eleven matches on there, it was a lot speedier than normal, so I can see why. Jesus.
0: So here we go. Tim Wiley versus Ricky Knight Jr. Ricky
1: Knight Jr. Yeah, yeah. I know, I, I remember that one,
0: yeah, yeah. Matty Mayhem versus Alex Young and H.C. Drake
1: in the dark match No again. memory of that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No memory of that one.
0: Joey Axel and El Ligero. Rampage, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rampage Brown versus Rey Mysterio. I wonder what that ended up in.
1: Yeah, Well, if you read the main event.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, Eddie Ryan versus Marcus Burke. I think Marcus Burke was that bloke from New Zealand who came over
1: yes I want to say back. you're right yeah that's right yeah yeah. so in all fairness at least there's new guys coming onto this roster because I think you're about to say like Colt Cabana's name aren't you They're yeah Colt Cabana and
0: Rayo Iron Jew versus the Masters of Cool Carlito Masters
1: oh fucking hell god I remember that
0: J.K. versus J.K. versus Ryan Hunter, fucking Ryan Hunter, the Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan of Morecambe.
1: Morecambe, yeah. yeah. I think all I know we went him, but it's not fairness. But yeah, Jesus.
0: Joe Henry versus
1: a big-, big Grizzly. God, I, I didn't even. I completely forgot. Joe Henry's just started wrestling, randomly. And I think he went went straight back into. Rightly, went straight back into the announcers. We had spent the rest of the night announcing topless, even though it was like February.
0: Yeah, uh, PJ Black versus Flash Morgan Webster, Max Money versus the UK Hooligans. Fucking hell, the nights turned up to a booking.
1: They did. It was on TV, though, wasn't it?
0: And the main event: Rampage Brown and Zach Gibson versus Rey Mysterio and RBD. Ends in a no mm. contest. Is this the one where Grado gets punched?
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> it is that one. Fuck amazing. I remember the amazing one. stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: Fuck me. That is um that is a show, at eleven matches, and then it's the big one in Plymouth.
1: If we for WrestleMania seventeen a five star wrestling.
0: Yeah, it is, and then um, the final one is the um, the snow the taboo one.
1: Tuesday, two thousand and four of 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 a uh, five star Wrestling.
0: Yeah, and then that's that'll be it done. But um, yeah, there you go with um, episode number four of is it episode four?
1: Three yeah. episode
0: three. Episode three. Episode three. Even I'm losing. Three of count. six.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a very brisk service. This one.
0: So, Chris, where can we follow you? What have you got to plug nowadays?
1: Um, well, uh, Cinematary is still going uh, live and well. Episode 149 is coming out. I think we'll put it out on Friday. It's a Christmas special in which we'll look at 2015's Krampus. Uh, we'll put it out a bit early because otherwise it would have been scheduled for Christmas Eve and no one would have listened to it then. So, yeah, so we'll put it out uh, a bit early. And then, yeah, after that, it's our big 150th episode special in early January, with a look at the uh, the original Dawn of the Dead, which it turns out we would never done that one before, so we finally got on to it. And then yeah, um, and then you can follow me. I rejoined Twitter for the 87th time uh, a couple of days ago at Wilson. There you go.
0: Blue skies on its ass.
1: Uh, fuck and it's not happening. Neither's is yeah. I've I have i I've I've tried uh, I'm I'm on threads as well, but no one's bothered.
0: Nope. Anyway, you can follow me at Oggy 3 on Twitter. Follow this podcast at GCP Podcast One on Twitter. You can also go on to Instagram. It's under I think it's Graps and Claps Podcast on Instagram where um, I'll put all the links up to the episodes on there. Going to try and use Instagram a lot more. I do a lot of um, stuff on my personal account, putting up pictures of pubs and that. But um, Mm. yeah, going to start using that a lot more. Uh, One of these days it might be TikTok. Who knows? Uh, Recent episodes um, that, that we've done, we've done our weekend in Newcastle for North Wrestling. That was very good. Uh, we've also done the last episode in the series of Shite, um, Shite Volume Six, the final dump, uh, which was ECW December to Dismember with uh, the one and only Matty Edwards from from Grapple. We had a, we had a fun time. I'd recorded it just after about six hours on the piss. So yeah, no, go 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 and give that one a listen. And also the other podcast I'm on is the Nothing and Like It podcast um, at Pod on Twitter. We will have episode three coming out, well, not so long after this. Um, so mm-hmm. keep keep an eye out for that one with uh, Kieran and Eddie. It's always fun to uh, relive the days of the one and only Alex Shane and um, other strange stuff that was going on in that in that period of time as ever chris it's been a pleasure
1: absolutely it has been yeah
0: and um we'll, we'll, we'll be back next time with um episode four live from sheffield yeah so until then this has been that brit rest tv show thanks very much and goodbye